Hi friends, my name is Landon Wietrich, and this is Inquire Inside. This is the first remote episode Braden and I have done, and you're about to hear the first half of the conversation where we discuss taking responsibility in relationships. Our initial plan was to air the entire conversation as one episode, but due to the topic shifting slightly about halfway through, we've decided to save the second half for a future episode. This concept of taking responsibility in relationships, as you'll hear Braden explain in a minute, is something I had not considered before. However, I must say it has made me stop and think about my relationships and ask myself if I am truly being honest in my communication. Thank you all for tuning in today, and we're going to jump right into the conversation. Would you consider yourself a UFC fan at all? I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I would. I mean, I don't get into the details. Um, you know, there was a there's a few guys I follow. I'd like to see do well. But other than that, there's just something primal about it that, you know, you just don't experience. And it's almost like you can feel what those guys have to go through and prep for. And then that, that moment when they walk into the ring is like a moment that is, hasn't been experienced since, you know, gladiator times to a certain yes. degree. I like that word primal. That's a perfect way to describe it. Yeah. Yeah. So I like, not necessarily that I, I'm a big fan of guys just beating each other up, but I also, I'm a big fan of competition. I think it brings out the best in all of us. I think it brings out the worst in of us too. And I think we learn a lot from games. I think we learn a lot from, we learn a lot about ourselves in those situations where things can go either way. And I think UFC is that ultimate sport, right? To where it's like, no, you really are not You really kind of are fighting for your life to a certain degree. Um, so yeah, I mean, do I follow it? Not necessarily. Do I understand and think the meaning and the, the deeper results of UFC fighting is, is real and there's something deeper about it? Most certainly. Absolutely. What about you? No, I'm, I'm definitely a fan. I don't like you. I don't follow it extremely close. I don't know like all the fighters names and stuff like that. I know a few. And like you said, there's a few guys that I do follow, but there is just something unique when it comes to MMA. It's, it's different from every other sport. And just that, like you said, it's how it's primal and how it's, but it's, it's primal in some way, in some cases it's, you know, brutal though there's there's blood it's a legitimate fight but there's also an art to it i think we would agree on that you know between the the different styles of fighting and you know they in order to sell the views and so forth sell tickets they do the press conferences and stuff like that that part of it i'm not a huge fan of just because it's it's just to, to make money, that part, um, yeah, and to, yeah. you know, to create hype and so forth, the trash talk. I mean, it's kind of funny Which sometimes. Exactly. And we're we're all about making money. Haters. Yeah. Right. Right. But I guess what I'm saying is, is like, I that part I don't think is very real because I do think a lot of those guys are, are buddies and the, and the trash talk is just kind of fake. 
in, in those dude, press conferences. Right, yeah, you respect the other yeah. guy. I mean, dude, right. But right. when it comes down to the actual fight, like that's yeah, that's as real as it gets. And I've listened yeah. to several interviews with the different fighters and stuff like that, and just hearing their mindsets. And you mentioned like the preparation and what it's like stepping into that ring and looking into that that guy's eyes across the octagon. It's it, there's a part of me that I would love to experience that. Like like what yeah. what does that have to be like? You know. Right. You're in, in a sense, as you mentioned earlier, you're fighting for your life in a controlled right. environment, though. Um, right. but, but it's the, the, but the consequences are real. Yes, yes. Right, and I think that's also what you know. It's the highest of highs and the lowest of lows in those situations. You know, and you're not yes. dependent on uh, a referee making a bad call to a certain degree, yeah. like you are in sports. You're not. You're not. Uh, reliant on teammates yep there is no teammates it's you versus you mentally is one of the biggest obstacles yes and then it's you versus your opponent um and there's just really no excuses um that's just what it is and, and you try to get into this which we've talked a little a little bit about this flow state you try and get into this position to where mentally you're tough mentally you're so tough that even when you take the punches and you take the kicks it's just part of the process of you in the fight right and and yeah one of the other things i would say is when people say they hate the ufc or they just can't watch it um you know like my like my wife for example she would never watch it because she just hates watching guys beat it beat each other up but to me it's like if there's another male who says i hate the ufc you know, what would interest me is like, why, Yeah. you know, is there, is there a little bit of, not that it's my favorite sport, but you have to give credit where credit's due, you know, and, 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 and I'm always interested in why there are certain guys or, you know, individuals that hate it be like, okay, well, why, maybe you should visit that area and try to figure out why you don't like it. You know, are you really that insecure? Does it really worry you that much? in your insecurities to watch two guys have a full out brawl. Yeah. You know, are you, you know, cause sometimes it's like, well, this isn't going to happen in real life. It's like, well, you don't know that. Exactly. Um, to your so. point, I was talking to another guy once and we didn't get really deep into it, but he wasn't a fan of, of UFC. And, and if I remember correctly, he mentioned it, something about it being, And I don't even know if this was the, if I'm thinking of the correct guy, but I've heard it said that, you know, where we, we live in a, it's uncivilized. Like we live in a civilized society where like this kind of thing, like shouldn't really take place. And it's right. like, but well, first of all, I think anybody that says we truly live in a civilized society, you, you haven't seen enough. Right. Um, right. but it's, you, you can't just take it for face value as, as two guys or two girls beating each other up. Right. As you're saying, it's it's so much deeper than that. And I, I, I appreciate the depth of it, like the mental aspect of it, the art aspect of it. Right. Just the skill that goes into it. It's, it's not a just, you and I both know it's not about brute strength. So much, right. so much of it is skill, you know? 
Yes, and weight and, and discipline. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's something that you and I will always admire, you know, regardless of what yeah. the... <clears throat> What the, what the sport is. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, what what the sport is or what the even if it's like if it's in you know business, whatever, hustle, whatever, you gotta admire and respect that discipline, that dedication. Yeah, and you know what? Uh <clears throat> what I like about it is there's what seems to impress me about it is just the mental discipline it takes, because you and I both know all the, the social media and the hype around these big fights. They're definitely picking a favorite. And there's guys that, you know, commentating that are picking a favorite, you know, fans are picking a favorite. Everyone's picking a favorite, right? Yep. And you see that. Yep. And you know that. And what makes UFC different from other sports is there's actually a, a physical consequence for you not performing at your best. And what it, what impresses me the most is just being able to overcome that mental barrier. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Of like, <clears throat> well, I, again, I wasn't planning on talking about UFC, but it's like you think of Conor McGregor's shin break, and it's like that changed his career. Yeah. You know, that did. Will he ever be able to kick the same? Will he ever be able to mentally overcome that roadblock of just saying, man, if I try and chop kick someone, I could literally split my shin in half. Like, you may think, oh, that's that's not that big of a deal. It can heal back to 100%, and there's some argument that it could heal better than 100%. But the problem is, you and I both know that there's a mental aspect in there that's continually clicking in your mind when you step into the octagon. Can I actually do this? You know, it broke once. What's to say it won't break again? You know? Exactly. And to me, that's the most admirable part of the UFC is just the level – of a mental toughness. If that's even a word that you use in this sport, I don't know, but the level of the level of commitment and, and the way that they can overcome adversity, I think is, is no different than, than war to a certain degree. Because I mean, yes, you can come out of the octagon and you don't have to worry about your, you know, children and, and, and peers being in slavery because you've literally overcame by the, by the enemy but at the same point it's like you feel that pain you know emotionally um you feel that defeat to a level that is i think the deepest level you possibly can in sports and then like you said earlier i do think in ufc it's it's unique because it's just you out there yes it took a team to to train you your, your nutritionist right. all that kind of stuff but in that moment, it is just you, you and your, you and your thoughts. And yeah, you, you might have some guys in your corner yelling stuff at you, but still, ultimately, it does come down to you in that moment. Right. So let's, yeah, absolutely. this is actually kind of a good segue to what we're going to talk about today. So, I mean, we're going to be talking about <clears throat> purpose and responsibility and essentially looking to those things to, to guide us. And so much of so much of pur purpose and responsibility, it comes down to those. Um, what's in your mind? What are you dwelling on? What are you focusing on? What's driving you? Right, right, right. What's what's dictating your decisions? Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> absolutely. And you know, and when we were talking about this topic, the hard part is. Well, I should say the hard part. It's also the hard part, but it's also the beauty of it. 
you know, and, and the, and the hard part is what drives the purpose to a certain degree. And Jocko says it the best, you know, just as far as discipline equals freedom and what part of what area of your life do you want freedom in? I can assure you will be followed by discipline. And this is where, you know, you and I can talk examples, right? Whether that's, that's financial freedom, you know, spiritual freedom, whether that's, you know, relationships, freedom from being overweight, all of those things are followed by, by your choices, by your decisions and by your discipline. Um, and, and really, I don't know, is there, unless I'm not thinking of something, I'm not sure there's an area where that rule doesn't apply. I agree. Because like, like, you know, even, even in weight, for example, you know, at one point in, in my life, I was, I was 230 pounds. And now I'm sitting about 195, 200, somewhere in there right now. Is that when you played football, though? Right. Right. But it's not like, I mean, but still, it's not like I was, <clears throat> I wasn't fast or quick or uh, sure. I was strong, but, but still, um, you know, but it's like, okay, so when you make that commitment, right, to lose weight, what do you got to do? Your discipline starts to come in and the way you exercise and what you eat. And that kind of stuff. And, and same thing with, with financial freedom. It's like, well, I don't want to have to be at the mercy of the bank. I don't want to have to be at the mercy of my employer all the time. But what's it take to actually get to that point of not being at the mercy of others? And that is, it's just beautiful thing, but it's also so difficult because when you decide to make a choice, all the responsibility falls on you. There's no one coming to save you from that. What are your thoughts on that? So just to, if you kind of had to summarize that thought, you're saying in order to experience that freedom, the first step is to take responsibility in order, in order to achieve that freedom and not be at the mercy of, you know, whether it's at the mercy of your emotions or at the mercy of the bank, whatever. The first step is to take responsibility for your current circumstances in order to obtain that freedom. Yeah. Is, is that how you would? Right. Okay. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. And it just like, you know, for example, I'll give you, I'll give you a relationship example. Like you want freedom in that relationship. You want deeper meaning and purpose in your, in your marriage. Right. It's like, well, I can tell you from my own experience that when we, we chose that you have to go, you have to start putting in the work, you still got to start peeling back layers of, of maybe things that have made you upset or things that have hurt you in the past that you've done to your spouse or your spouse has done to you, or just, you know, little words that you didn't think were a big deal, but they were a big deal. And you didn't think it, it hurt much, but it did hurt a lot. And, and there tends to be layers and layers and layers, right. Of things that just pile on over time. But when you commit or you, you, you commit to the, the purpose of a deeper relationship in your marriage, guess what? You got to go to the work to un- start unpacking all those things and start rebuilding um, intentionality back into your marriage. It doesn't just happen, right? You know, and that, and that would be one um, 
for relationships that you and I still have to take responsibility in. You got to take ownership. You got to take responsibility if if you want to see any positive change. Right. Right. And you have to be willing to ask those hard questions and walk through the tension of whatever that would be. And this is not this is not just related to your spouse too. This could be related to your boss, to you, um, to your siblings, your your brother. I mean, whoever you're dealing with. Um, that you feel this tension or you feel this, you know, what, what would you call that when there's something you don't necessarily agree with completely, but there is no tension there, but then there's also people that you disagree with and there's tension there. Like there's something that needs to be resolved. Right. Yeah. And, and if you're not willing to, well, if you're not willing to stick up for yourself to a certain degree, like Jordan Peterson would say, tell yourself the truth, and speak the truth if they're willing to listen, then you're going to find yourself in a position to where there is resentment and bitterness towards that individual. And you don't want to get there. So it's like, so speak what's on your mind to the end. Well, first off, you need to think about it, but then speak what's on your mind um, um, and tell them why you feel the way you feel and how you read their, their decision, their character, um, or, or just their motives, right? But you at least got to get it off because otherwise you're swallowing that 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 bitterness, you know, or resentment, right? And though you and I can try and take responsibility for that to a certain degree, it, it could become a, a load that that you can't bear, and you've got to you've got to talk about it and you have to share it. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. But again, it comes back to: Do you want that freedom? To enjoy good relationships, do you want that freedom uh, to to be open and kind and generous, and to not have those weird emotions that come along with being different? Because when you when you decide these things, there becomes this responsibility. It's like, okay, so this is who, this is how I want to be treated. This is how I want to treat others. So how do you implement that? And boom, all of a sudden becomes action steps or becomes a responsibility to start making those things happen. Let me ask you this. Would you, maybe I'm not asking this the right way, but would you want to do that? Are you personally seeking that type of freedom in every relationship you have? So like, and what I guess what I'm getting at is there's always going to be people out there that you just don't see eye to eye with. And I guess what I'm trying to ask is, do you want to be, we always want to be honest with everyone, of course, but do you want to be, do you trust them enough to be vulnerable with them? And maybe, maybe to answer my own question, what I'm trying to say is you will peel back some layers, but you won't, peel back all the layers with these people that you don't connect with. Am, am I saying that right? Yeah. Yeah. No, you are. And I think how I'm interpreting it and how I'm trying to understand it, because again, I, you know, Landon, we're still learning, we're still working, you know, through a lot of these things ourselves. Um, and, and I'll just be honest, there is some people out there that don't want it or they're, that's they're another thing. Yeah. Yeah. That some people just don't want to listen. They don't want to hear, 
like you know them well enough that you're like, if I shared this with them, it would greatly upset them or they wouldn't care or, um, but see, that's where I think there needs to be a little bit difference. I think not necessarily having that preconceived idea, you still need to share it with them, but the the outcome isn't what you wanted the outcome to be. At least it's off of your shoulder. I see what you're saying. I think you still need to share it because people do change. And, and the way people change is through, well, a lot of it is through conversation, a lot of it through their circumstances, so on and so forth. But I think you still, in order to clear, uh, to lift that burden or to clear your conscience, I think you have to have that conversation. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it might not change them now, but that conversation could mean something two, three months from now. I, I don't know, but as I try and think about the things that, you know, are pressed heavy on your mind or pressed heavy on your heart. I feel like you still need to have that, that responsibility. And there is people out there, you know, sadly that just aren't ready to have those conversations. There's people out there that just aren't, I don't want to say capable of having those conversations because they are to a certain degree, but when you're not aware enough of your own circumstances or of your own position, you just, it's like, it's like visualizing something or someone explaining something to you, but you've never seen it before. So you're, you're just conjuring up your own image of, of what it should look like. And then when you actually see it, it's something completely different. Right. Yeah. And that's sometimes what those conversations are like, but I still don't think it gives you or I or anyone else in this position an excuse not to have that conversation. I'm glad you explained it that way. I, I do agree with you on that 100%. I think what was kind of running through my head where would, where it would be a little different would be like personal matters. Like if you don't really trust someone enough, you're maybe not going to share. Yes. Be honest with them. But I guess there's certain maybe personal aspects of your, your feelings or of your life. Maybe you're not going to share everything in that regard, but right. Right. What so you're, go ahead. Let me, let me ask you a question. Why, what were, Give me an example of what you're talking about. And then I have an example. Um, I have an example kind of somewhat along those same lines, but go ahead. See, now I'm glad you're asking me this question. Now I have to, have to think of... Well, I think uh, we need to unpack yeah, things yeah. that we're thinking about and so, to figure out where the layer comes from. The part where we're on the same page and I 100% agree with you, what you're saying is, is if you're talking with somebody who doesn't agree with you or if you just sense that they don't agree with you, you owe it to yourself and to them to, j- to just say what's on your mind and on your heart. And of course, in the right way, like you said, put some thought in it would be tactful and so forth, but right. it is always the best thing to be honest with them and how you truly feel. And that's, that's part of what this podcast is about, you know, having those, right. those vulnerable discussions. So that part, I, I understand what you're saying and I agree with you 110%. I think more what I'm saying is um, if there was some personal things that weren't really going to assist in the conversation in any way, I would definitely keep those things to myself. I wouldn't really feel, I wouldn't really put those things out there just because. Right. But you got to, right. I think you're exactly right. And you also have to figure out why those personal emotions are being triggered by this individual. Right. What's what's the same? The things that bother us about others is really just 
a magnifying glass into our own lives, right? Because that that is right, and that is where you need to stop. It's like when you when someone's doing something or said something or is that you don't agree with or that that you dislike, there is a part where you need to stop and figure out, okay, so what which part of my life do I need to change and why is this triggering this emotion towards that individual? And there yeah. is certain things that you would share that would do nothing but actually hinder the situation. Uh, for sure. And and I guess it's not a matter of assumption. I'm not merely assuming that it's not going to have any value to go there with that individual. <clears throat> it's due to previous conversations that I've had with them that I yeah. know that. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, no. And I agree. You know, I think that's, I, I that's know. what I'm referring to as far as where I would kind of draw the line. It's like, yeah, I'll, I'll share this much, but I'm going to draw the line right there because if I take it any further, it, it might good could cause more harm than good, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And I would say from, from my experience, whether this is business or whether this is, is biblical theology or whatever, this conversation that you're striking up, I'm just using some examples that are coming to my mind that are striking up different opinions or different interpretations. To me, it's like, Oh, well, this is, this is a great opportunity for me to double check my position on this, on this. Yeah. Um, and, and if, and if we disagree, that's fine. And if I'm starting to worry about our disagreements, it's like, well, man, maybe my stance on this situation or my stance on this, whatever is off, because if I'm not secure in that, now, you don't want to be overconfident in that, but you want to be secure enough to where you've thought about it and you have a leg to stand on yes. when the conversation or when the conflict comes. Yeah, you can actually defend it, for lack of a better word. Right, not only defend it, but but feel it. I mean, yes. feel it to the point to where it's like, no, I have thought about this, and not that I'm not willing to change, but but you disagreeing with me doesn't send me into a tizzy or yes. doesn't send me to this yes. place to where it's like, now there's a part of my life I have to reconsider. It's like, no, I will continue to shave and sharpen that idea and, and my stance on whatever that is, whether that's, you know, but, but I'm not, it's not going to rip me to shreds because of our disagreement. It's like, fine. Because like we've talked about earlier, the stances I have on stuff have changed over the last couple of years. And the chances, you know, the stances that you're going to take um, and have taken will continue to change and evolve. That's not bad. Yeah. But you also have to get to this place to where those those tensions or those difference in opinions and ideas um, don't don't rip you to shreds, man. You know. Yeah, I really like what you're saying as far as <clears throat> you truly need to be comfortable expressing your convictions because if you don't, that is an opportunity to kind of reevaluate. Like, well, why don't I feel comfortable talking with this? Because that can be an indicator that your your convictions aren't as strong as you thought they were, or for whatever reason, as you said, you might be a little bit insecure about them, and you need to unpack that. Well, well, why, why is it the case? Do I not really believe this? Like, like if I'm a Christian, do I truly believe in in my faith and and so forth? I I definitely agree with you. What I was trying to say earlier is. If, if it is an individual that you know is going to judge you and that you don't, um, you're not necessarily close to to begin with, as, as John Mayer would say, say what you need to say, get, you know, as you said, get it off your chest, be honest with them. Why I'm, what I'm saying is I would not make an effort to necessarily take the conversation further. 
There might be a case where it would be valuable, but oftentimes, depending on the individual, it might not be just because they would just judge me more and um, Mm -hmm. there wouldn't be really Mm -hmm. be any adding any value to that relationship. Right. And I think, I think also landing off of what you're saying that, that right there, depending on how deep you have to go with that depends on really the level of commitment to the relationship. I mean, cause there's people exactly. like you and I, I would share anything with you. We talk anything over. There's people that I run into in town. You know, there's people that I run into in business. There's people that I run into in church, so on and so forth. That it's like, yeah, although I see you quite often, we don't have a relationship. And so for me to, not that I need to invest the time and in, in, in the meaning into that relationship and not that I don't want to do that. It's just like, well, guess what? There's only so much time in the day and there's only so many people that I am going to, confide in to a certain degree and so it's like for me it's like for example my employer or my boss right it's like well guess what i have to have a deep and meaningful relationship with them because if i don't or i try to avoid things that need to be talked about or i try to avoid things that are bothering me or he avoids things that are bother that i'm doing that are bothering him <clears throat> Like uh, like Jordan Peterson said, he, he goes, that's just that's just a dragon in the closet that you're not willing to slay while it's young. And every bad, you know, every bad connection you have with that individual, you're just basically feeding that monster in the closet. So you got to take care of it early. Thanks. You've really done a good job here bringing everything full circle because what you were what you started off with saying here is. Is this is this a relationship where you want the freedom? You know, is right. this a is this a committed relationship where you are truly seeking to dig deeper? And as you said, as you come in contact with different people throughout the day, you're never going to have that kind of freedom with every every person you interact with. Yeah, well, well, most certainly, and, and you try and figure out, like, like you oftentimes find out. Again, I'm just speaking from my own experience, but but those that try and uh, be friends and, and liked by everyone oftentimes are the most shallow because you avoid like my marriage, for example, or our marriage, for example, <clears throat> you, you continue to love, you continue to share, cherish, you continue to show up even through the, the, the difficult times, even through the hurt, the pain, the growth, so on and so forth. And it's like, you know, if you really have this idea of someone that you're good friends with or, or that you want to be good friends with, right? Or if there's this, you just wrapped up in like, hey, this guy's got it all figured out. Well, it's like, well, you actually don't know that individual yet, you know? Um, and I'm not saying it's bad because like we talked about earlier, it's just unrealistic to to, to think that there's enough time in the day and there, there's enough you know, emotional stamina to have a deep relationship with a bunch of people that it's just not possible. Would you say in, and again, just bringing back to <clears throat> to your original question or to your original point on, um, having the responsibility to have the freedom in these relationships, would you say you have a different level of freedom depending on the relationship, depending on the person? Like if there's, if there's different levels, with everybody, regardless of who it is, you're going to have this lowest level of freedom, meaning you're just honest with them and you treat them like a human, you, you treat them with love and respect, but then it goes up from there. 
as in as in uh, the freedom with do you share your struggles with them do you share you know whatever whatever challenges do you share your wins with them do you share your losses um do you yeah so the does that make sense? Would there be like different yes. levels or different depths of, of freedom and openness that you would have with different individuals? Is that how you would describe it? Yeah. Well, you actually bring up a question that I've not necessarily thought about. You know, honestly, uh, when I think about this question, it's like there's, a, there's one of two. And maybe that's not the right, maybe that's not the right way to think about it. But to me, it's like I have four or five individuals I share everything with. And then I have a group of people that I'm just, yeah, I, you know, I should probably actually put some thought in that, but then I feel like there's just a group of people that I'm open and would have a great time with, but they just don't know everything. And nor is there enough time in the day for me to share everything, nor enough time in their day to build that, that good relationship. And then there's just people that I just plainly don't like to associate with at all. Yeah. You know, and those are the people that are complaining. Those are the people that aren't taking responsibility. I, I just don't, I just, that type of environment is too uncomfortable for me. Um, that there's a, the, yeah. So that would make sense. That would be three layers to a certain degree. Yeah. Well, let me just put it this way. Just everything that you said here, it's somewhat convicting me because I'll be honest with you. I can think of several incidences where I wasn't really comfortable with an individual and I had an opportunity to, speak truth and whether it was simply what I thought was a fact of life or what I, what I believe to be true, or maybe it was even a matter of, of like, um, what I believe about my faith and so forth. But I, I, I let that moment slide because it wasn't, I saw it that it wasn't really worth getting into that with them. Like I, because I didn't think they would understand. I, I didn't, I didn't know how, what their reaction would be. So I didn't, you know, again, there's that level of trust that I was like, I just don't know if I, I don't trust them enough to really know how they're going to react to this and so forth. And shame on me, especially if that was an opportunity to like, you know, witness, you know, for Christ as a Christian or something. I, I don't, I can't think of any incident like that. I hope there has not been, but I know there's been other areas like that. Where I'm just like, yeah, the, like this conversation could go this way, but I'm going to shut it off right here because that's just not, that's just not worth it. And, Right, right. Like I said, you're convicting me a little bit because there there might be times where that's appropriate, but you know, say be be honest with people, and not that I've never been dishonest, but it's never really helpful just to, um, or maybe I should say, it is helpful to just be transparent with people and, and be truly honest how you feel, because in a way, that's right. not honest. If if you if you're like if they make a comment about something and you just kind of like pretend to agree when you really don't, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's not helpful to anyone. It's definitely not helpful and to I've you. And it's that. not honest. I, yeah. Right. Right. And I, I think we've I, all done, done it. That. Yeah. You, yeah. You give into this social pressure to where it's just like to keep the mood. Yes. And to keep things yes. flowing, you just kind of agree to, to, to agree. Right. Yes. <clears throat> that's, that's a perfect way to describe it. And I think, Coming back to responsibility, are you taking responsibility for that conversation and for how they perceive your convictions in that moment? You're not taking responsibility <clears throat> for that. You don't really, you're not caring how they, how they see your convictions, how they see your stance, because you're not really, right. 
you're not really, right. you're being a coward and you're not really taking a stance in one way or the other. Like, yeah, okay, yeah, that, that makes sense. When like really you don't agree at all, mm-hmm. you're being mm-hmm. a coward. Right. You're not taking right. responsibility well, for that. Yeah. Yeah. And actually it kind of depends like some, like you just said, some of those, there, there is a time and a place to where those, and this is where I need, this is where I don't know if those times and places are worth engaging in. Like we had talked about in previous podcasts this is like, is there just certain events that you just don't go to or certain places that you just don't go to because you know maybe the level of conversation just isn't worth it or maybe not that but but again in order for you to speak what's truly on your mind won't be worth it yeah you know and i think there's times and places to where it's like yeah you're just better off just going with the flow to a certain degree because it's not worth getting into the consequences of the depth of the conversation to where you're at I, I think, but I don't know that. I don't know that because then, you know, are you being completely honest? Yeah. Like, well, you know, in those situations a lot, I feel like, you know, Proverbs says even a wise, you know, even a fool seems wise when he keeps his mouth shut. Yes. And it's like, yes. it's like there is some of those times where it's like, though I disagree 100%, it's just good for me to listen, keep my mouth shut and, and make them know that that I am listening to everything that they are saying. I am hearing them mm. and I am hearing where it's coming from. Although I disagree, there is sometimes where it's like, that's not my, that's not my job or my responsibility in this moment to do, to respond in any way, shape or form to, to, to listen, to, <clears throat> to try and step up on a pedestal and try to proclaim your opinion. That's right. This is not the appropriate time right. to do that. Yeah. Yeah. You're exactly right. Now, if you're in my living room, and, and, you know, you you came over for supper and, and we're having a good time and you start talking about some things I disagree with, I'll guarantee you we're going to shoot back and forth. Yeah. That's why I invited you in the first place. Yeah. If I'm intrigued by, by your opinions. I'm intrigued by your ideas. Absolutely. Yeah. If, if like you said, if you're, <clears throat> if I'm there in your living room, the fact that we're, we're you know, that this is the environment and a vulnerable place yeah. is in your home Right. Those conversations should be a given. Yeah, yeah. So let me go back to my example before we move on here. Because this is one I'm actually <clears throat> currently walking through. And, and I, I think there's a lot of things I could learn from just explaining it to you and breaking it down. <clears throat> and while saying it over a podcast might be somewhat vulnerable, but I think it's a good place. I think it's a good place to go. Um, <clears throat> so... I haven't said anything yet, but here's how it goes. Like, okay, so when I'm with this individual and I'm, and I'm in this, this is a real scenario. This is a real scenario. Okay. I, I literally am walking through this and contemplating this in my own head right now. Cause I don't necessarily know what to say, what the best way to handle it is that <clears throat> when I'm around this certain individual, they're continually talking about others who aren't there, you know, I and, see. and though it's, though it's side, though it's side comments, they're smart, funny comments about individuals that aren't there and it gets the group to laugh and quite frankly i'll be honest i laugh too um and and what i think landon is like well is it first off why my stance is on it if i wouldn't say it in front of their face i won't say it when they're not there that's what i live and die by if i would say it to their face i will say it when they're not there um I live and die by that. But so, but, but, but I also think of, so why is this individual continually bringing up 
others that aren't there. Though the, though the reaction to the comments is funny, you know, the, you know, the, the side snarky comments, but why? And so part of me is like, what, what goes on in my mind is like, so I know, I know what gossip does to us as people. And I know what it does to our character, right? Whether you want to believe it or not, when you're talking about someone else who isn't there and you're saying negative things about them, it's saying something about who you are. And it's also saying something about your insecurities. So what, where the, where the contemplation comes in, in my mind is like, do I actually, there's two things. One is I know good and well, when I'm not there, he'll talk, he'll talk negative about me sure. because that's just the way it works. Sure. If I'm a, if I can talk negative about you in front of, you know, if I can talk negative about someone else in front of you, I will talk negative about you in front of someone else. That's the way it works. It's that simple. So that's one. The other one is, is it, is it insecurity from this individual or what's, what's, what's makes what's, him think what's the motivation? Okay to, what's the motivation yeah. behind it? And then I ask myself, do I actually care about this individual enough to approach him on mm, this? Yeah. Because I care about his character or do I approach him because I know good and well, he's talking negatively about me when he's around others. And so I ask myself, I don't, I don't necessarily know. It's not like I've heard anything, but I'm just, I'm just unpacking this in a real life situation because it's like, so how do I address this? And also I have to check my own motives because honestly, I am pretty steady in this conviction and this belief. I would have no problem confronting this individual or talking to him about it. But what I find interesting is my motive be behind why I want to talk to this individual about it. Is it because I'm actually concerned about him diminishing his own character and his own reputation? Or is it because, or is it because I can really make him feel like an idiot? Oh, and you kind of want to. Not that I want to, but, but I understand the level of hurt that, that people could experience if they knew what he was saying about them. I see. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I can yeah. feel that pain and I can feel that hurt to the individual who's not there. Doesn't so, have a voice. So essentially you'd want to stop him is what you're saying or just make, make uh, him check his thoughts or check his words. Right. And then just check your motives, dude. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like why do you have to talk about people that aren't there in order for the conversation or in order for the mood or the evening or the, situation the dinner whatever you're doing to go smooth yeah you know what i'm saying yeah like why why figure that out but again where i where it gets hard for me is trying to figure out that motive of why i actually should talk to him or why i think i want to talk to him yeah. you know so that's where it becomes somewhat of a do i want freedom in that relationship is this a relationship that i want to engage to that level I don't know. It's not there yet. I think someday down the road where those conversations are inevitable. I don't know. <clears throat> because just to reiterate what, what you're talking about here, when you say freedom, in this relationship right now, when you think of this individual, when you interact with this individual, you are thinking about this battle in your mind. Should I talk to him? Should I talk to him? Like, should I bring this up? And that's not freedom is what you're saying. Correct. Correct. And it's also not, it's also, again, we'll come back to, I'm not speaking my truth in that situation. When I'm having a conversation with that individual, I'm not able to let loose to the degree I want to because 
because I'm not free in that. Yes. Very well said. Yes. And I'm not, you know, one of the things I'm, you contemplate is like, well, if, if you continue to have a service level relationship, is that fine? It's like, well, we've made it this far. That's fine. But the problem is when you get into situations, whether that's business, whether that's, you know, conflict with, you know, your kids and his kids, whether that's conflict, you know, in, in, in church, whatever. Right. And you, and you have different opinions, you would never want this. You would never want your thoughts from years ago or months ago to start coming out in a situation that has nothing to do with the current situation. That makes sense. You would never want to be biased because you'd never actually spoke what was on your mind two years ago to come out in a conflict a year from now. Does that make sense? hundred percent. Because it most certainly does. No, yeah, you're you're making me think because there's there's definitely there's some relationships that I have that are like that. Yeah, that's that's and that's yeah. it's not healthy in the long run because there might be a time to your point to kind of um, consider it, and, and as you were saying, like, what's my motivation for bringing this up? Because you do want to make sure that you go that you go to them with the right attitude or when you actually do share how you really feel that it does come from a a genuine place of just transparency and being willing to share as opposed to and i think just to defend myself a little bit oftentimes i don't share because i know it will come from a, a bad place because i know it will come from a place where it's like I know this is going to ruffle your feathers a little bit. So I'm just going to bring this up and that's not right. So best just not say anything at all. And I I do think that's appropriate because I'm, I'm, that's not a message of that. That's, that's not loving. That's not seeking to make peace. That's not seeking. That's not speaking to understand or, or, or sharing to help them understand. It's just, sharing to kind of jab at them and that's not that's not healthy right right that absolutely <clears throat> absolutely but i yeah again that's an example that i don't necessarily know the results of uh that's just an example that i'm you know that you're cur- you're currently contemplating right yes right. i'm glad you because, i'm glad you shared that example that definitely makes me think yeah well i mean the thing is again i'm, I'm i sound like a like like I'm on repeat, but, but I really, Jordan Peterson's thoughts actually have depth to them. And, and, and they're, you know, they're, to me, they're very important. Um, and one of the things he says is where the fear is the task is. And it's like, not necessarily that this is a task, but you have to figure out what you're thinking about a lot of times and what's coming to mind. What's, what's occupying space in your mind that you know you could change. Say, say that one more time. It's where, where the fear is, that's where the task is? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He says that often. And and maybe that this conversation isn't necessarily a fearful conversation, but it's something that occupies your mind. Yeah. Right? And if, it's something that- If this comes to your mind every time you- of, Yeah. Yeah. And if something that you took care of, you know you wouldn't, it, it would be a burden lifted off. It's something you wouldn't have to address anymore. Because so like there's an element there- if you and I have a, if, if there's something between you and I, if there's some tension, some un, some undiscussed tension between you and I, Braden, and every yeah. time we see each other, it's in the back of our minds, we don't deal with it, yeah. you know, 
That that's that would be an example of this. Yes, one hundred percent. Maybe it's not fear, but it's it's something that's continually on our minds until we deal with it. Right, right. And the other thing is, Landon, it's like, man, I would just pray to God that I have guys, that I have guys that are close enough to me when they see a flaw like that in me, I just pray they would come talk to me. Yeah. You know, and so I think about it from that aspect too. Um, treat what what's the saying? Treat yourself as if you're someone responsible for helping. Mm, it's, okay. it's one of the it, now that that that's a that's a different road to walk down but what i always think about you know the simpler version treat treat others how you want to be treated it's like well man i really would want someone to call me out on this because i, I literally am destroying my character and my reputation <clears throat> yeah maybe not in the moment but i know long term you are All right, we're going to wrap up this first half of the conversation right there. As I mentioned earlier, we'll air the second half on a later date. As always, please give us a follow on Instagram, where we'll keep you updated on new episodes dropping and content we're bringing to the show. You can find us there at Inquire Inside. Thank you all for tuning in today, and we'll catch you next time.